This week on One Body, Stewarding God's Creation, Director of Youth Ministry and Religious Education for the Diocese of Salina, as well as Campus Minister and Head Basketball Coach for Thomas More Prep Marion High School in Hayes, Bill Mayer, talks about Be Not Afraid to Lead. Mr. Mayor is being interviewed by Divine Mercy Radio's on-air host, Kelly Loper. His introduction, Bill is the campus minister and basketball coach for Thomas More Prep Marion High School. He recently was named the director of youth ministry and religious education for the Diocese of Salina. Bill, along with his wife, Mandy, and three children, Thomas, Andrew, and Emma, are members of St. Nicholas of Myra Church in Hayes. So welcome. Thank We're you. so glad to have you here today. Glad to be here. Congrats on your new job. Thank you. Appreciate pretty cool. It. Pretty cool. We were talking earlier before we went on the air about how you're going to mingle being a basketball coach of and and also playing against some of the people who you're youth minister for. So yep, so a lot of a lot of wonderful wonderful challenges coming your way. So how are you planning on juggling all those duties? Well, uh, the good thing is that the diocese is working with me a little bit uh, to be able to still have a presence at TMP. Prior to that, I taught theology, was the campus minister and basketball coach there, um, but I will still have a presence there as a campus minister and then also as coaching basketball. Currently, what I do is I drive to Salina a couple days a week and work in the chancery office. Office, um, and then I work from TMP's office where, where I'm around the diocese in different places. And so um, it involves a, a fair amount of travel, but but it's enjoyable to go out and visit. And, and one of the cool things is, and I'm excited to get to every parish um, in our diocese, it's just all the beautiful churches we have out here and all the beautiful parish communities that we have and all the wonderful religious ed directors and, and teachers and, and people that are working with our young people. And so I'm excited to get out around the diocese and just get out and meet them all. Yeah. Excellent. So good. So, um, you know, that it, definitely a lot of juggling going on there, a lot of miles going on your car, but it sounds like just a very rewarding it is. position. And, 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 you know, working with young people and bringing them to the faith is, is you know, a great honor and, and the greatest honor we have. Um, being part of, of, you know, the work of the apostles to go out there and try to, to bring other people to Christ is, is awesome. It's not always easy. And the young people right now, and we'll talk about that as we go through today. I mean, it's a war out there for their souls. Um, and, and, uh, but, but it is a, a very rewarding opportunity. And we just got back from NCYC and a beautiful opportunity to see, you know, we were sitting in a stadium of 11,000 people and adoration starts uh, and you, you see the incense first. And as soon as you see the incense, all 11,000 young people in the stadium drop to their knees on a concrete floor and it's absolutely silent in there as the Eucharist is, is processed forward with the monstrance. There, there's a lot of great things going on. And so part of what we're talking about with fearlessness is there's a lot of great things going on in our communities, in our diocese, in our country, and in the world. Unfortunately, sometimes we choose not to focus on those, but, uh, but there is great things going on. So we can start maybe by just talking about the vision that you have, because, you know, in a new position here. Uh, you know, my vision with the young people in our diocese and in all religious education is, is you know, religious education is really from birth until natural death. And and uh, and so we need to have good religious programs um, for everybody. And we're so blessed to live in an age where technology helps us so much. Um, the different sort of apps like the Hallow app and, and actually being able to listen to KVDM on your on your phone anywhere you're at. Yeah. Um, and those sort of things, like even through your, your smart device or something. Um, it, it's amazing 
we've never had the ability to catechize as effectively as we have now with as many different tools and different things. And so really, you know, one of the cool things is to watch, you know, people my age getting catechized that maybe didn't have great catechesis earlier, wasn't interested in it. And now they're going through that themselves as they're working through with their young people. And so, you know, us as a diocese, we have to help give the tools to everybody so that they can go catechize themselves if they're uh, interested in that or that they can go to places to get catechized. And, and we certainly have to have good dynamic uh, young catechesis for, for people. I think the young people are hungry. They're searching for truth. Unfortunately, if we can't provide them a good opportunity to find the truth, they're going to go find it somewhere else or try to find it somewhere else. And, and so I think that's on us to make sure that uh, we provide good opportunities for our young people. Tell me, you know, do you see fear affecting young people whenever you're out there um, traveling around talking to the young people, either, you know, as a coach or as a, a youth director? You know, what are you seeing um, among the young people? I, I, I think, and this is why I love this topic so much, uh, I think that uh, we aren't sure or or we're underestimating how much fear is in our young people right now and i think it, it's unprecedented and i think there's a lot of things that that are affecting that um i'm going to look tonight in a locker room of, of 13 guys whose eyes are all going to look at me and, and they're going to act tough because that's what we ask them to do but they're all going to have fear in their eyes and, and part of that is you know we've created a culture where unfortunately your self-value is associated with successes or failures wins or losses did you score points did you not score points did you get an a did you not get an a what's your act score all those sort of things and so um you know one of the things that, that is causing so much fear is they don't understand that their value is in being loved and created by god and that's it you know, and, and as adults, we have to deal with this too. I, I tell everybody that I talk to, I fill out a daily evaluation sheet. And one of the things is a value statement on there. And what I write in there every single day is our value is in being loved by and created by God, nothing else. Because as an adult, I fight the same things. Um, I'll, I'll fight fear today of like, if we get smoked tonight and, you know, yeah. well, oh my gosh, the crowd's going to think that, you know, we, we all struggle with that. But the reality is we can't add to our value and we can't take away from our value. Uh, there's nothing I can do if I win 10 state championships that doesn't make me more valuable in God's eyes. I'm perfectly valuable to him just as everybody is. And if I'm the worst sinner ever, I, I'm still valuable in his eyes. And I think that we could take a lot of pressure and fear away from ourselves if we could learn to live with that understanding. Unfortunately, our young people are bombarded with attacks on their value through social media, through all sorts of different ideas and they really have very shaky understandings of their value and and too many of them are walking around feeling like they don't have value and and for me that's a, an extremely scary situation because that's where satan can wreak havoc in their life and you're seeing the suicide rates go up you're seeing drugs and alcohol self-harm all those sort of things even even the sexual things pornography and all those things are all associated with that and, and so i think what that comes back to is a basis of fear like I'm not valuable or people won't think I'm valuable. And so we have to get to our young people and to show them the value that they have, that Jesus died on the cross for each and every single one of them, and that you are truly valuable to him. And, and, and so, yeah, I see it affecting people all over the place. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's such a gift to our young people if we can teach them the understanding of their value that they could step back and go out there and play like tonight. You know, that's one of the things we'll talk about is, is you can play a whole lot better if you play fearless and free and, and same way for us in life, we can go accomplish incredible things if we can be fearless and free to go try stuff. Right. Um, and, and uh, so I, I think that the, again, this is a perfect 
subject. I think it is wreaking havoc in you know elderly who who are sitting around feeling like they don't have value. Society doesn't want me around anymore. I'm a drain on resources. You know all these different sort of things, all the way down to our value of the child in the womb. Yeah. And and uh, and so I think that we have to get this under control, or we're going to have some trouble. Well, and I think many would say that that you know this all stemmed from the devaluation of the human in the womb, of the baby in the womb. You know, I, I think it, you know, that was probably the starting point for, for so much of where we are now. Is I, I think inherently when we as a culture say that individual doesn't have any value, yeah. then we all know that if that individual doesn't have value, then there's a good chance I don't have value. Right. And so in our own minds, we might pretend, and I imagine those who, who feel that way would pretend, well, but I do have value. But I think as soon as you see that it can happen, you know that that it could be you too that doesn't have value, and so then all of a sudden we're in an entire race to to show value to other people, and that just puts us in a bad spot. and And I would say that defines a lot of our culture. All right, so I think you've kind of uh, covered the next question here, but do you have more that you want to add? Do you see an, our understanding of human value fitting into our fear culture? Well, and I think that uh, you know, for us as adults, we can demonstrate this to young people a lot. Uh, you know, I, I think that. Uh, even as we see people that we dislike or disagree with as having value, I think if we show our young people that, we, we have a lot of effect on how young people are going to respond to others with value. And then I can always remember when I was younger, the message being like, you know, I may not, like for my great-grandparents or something, like I may not like them, but, you know, God loves them, and so I'm going to do this and that. And I, I don't know that that message is out there anymore. And so I think forgiveness is a huge thing. I think that, uh, uh, again, talking and telling kids, you know, I don't think you can say enough to your kids at home I love you. It doesn't matter what you do. I will always love you. Yes. That unconditional love message is something our young people need to hear. And parents to combat the culture's teachings need to to get that. I mean, I can always remember my mother. She would always tell me, like, uh, I may not always like you, Bill, yeah. but I will always love you. Yes. <laughs> you know, and at, at the time, I was kind of like, well, that's kind of not a very nice thing to say to me. <laughs> but over time, I started to understand that no matter what I did, my mother was going to love me. And that gave me a good basis to go out into the world and battle with the world's attacks on my self-esteem and self-value. And so I just think for us, when we see what the world is doing to young people, we have to give a message to them. And even as we see them in church or we see them in a, in, in a community and just say, hey, you guys have value. We're glad you're here. Uh, God loves you. I don't think that message can get out enough. You know, everyone is made in the image and likeness of God, every single person around us. And if we just try to see that image, you know, we don't know what they're going through that day. Yeah. You know, we don't know the person that's honking at us behind or or is rude in the checkout line or whatever. We don't know. We don't know what they're going through in school either. You know, we don't know what's happened when they get on the basketball court. Did they get an F earlier in the day? What yeah. is it that's going on with them? And and really to, to realize that there's more to that picture. Yeah, and, and when you say that, you know, coaching has changed a lot. This is, I don't know, maybe my 20th year of coaching. And and at the beginning, you know, you could say whatever you wanted to and deliver a tough message to kids because they went home and knew they had unconditional love. And, and the reality is, is as kids don't have mother and father that are still together and don't have that representation of unconditional love, you know, you worry a lot about how a kid leaves you on a Friday night after a game because you want to make sure he comes back on Saturday. And, and I wish I was exaggerating when I said that, but the reality is if a child's self-esteem is totally based on Wednesday 
and losses and what his coach thinks of him, you know, that that's going to be a, a very dangerous situation. So I, I pray my rosary every day. I've got to my first Our Father. I'd offer up, let me see others as you see them today, Lord, because the reality is every single person we interact with is someone that is dearly loved by God. And we don't want to be on the side of saying bad things to someone that God loves because we know how we get upset when people you know, offend people that we care about. Yeah. And so I think that that's one of those things that, again, it's a, it's a daily prayer we got to pray to help us to see others in that in that same way. All right, so with your players and when you are talking to young people, why do you use the words fearless and toughness so much? I, I think that... Uh, I think that our kids need to develop a toughness to be able to go out in the world. And when I define toughness, it would be not physical toughness. This is what we normally think of. More mental toughness to be able to go against the crowd, to be able to step up and, and take a shot, to be able to do those things. You know, we, we talk a lot about, you know, even asking a girl out on a date takes a, a lot of risk because there's a chance that she'd say no and, and those sort of things. And so I worry about an entire generation coming that will never ask a girl out on a date, that will never ask a girl to dance, that will never apply for a job, that will never take any sort of chances because of the fear of what would happen if I get rejected and because of the fear like, oh man, people are going to know that I got rejected and they can't handle that. And so for me, when we talk about toughness, you know, it, it's going to take a very tough resolve within our souls to live in the world that we live into and to spend eternity with God like we want to, because we are every single day going to have to put on the armor of God and go, you know, not get distracted by all Satan's temptations and to not get caught into the muck and the mess of the world. And when we look at the great saints, you see that they had that toughness, that that spiritual toughness, that, that mental toughness um, to be able to stand up to the culture and to do the right thing. And so we really, it, it, it's a skill to be tough like that. And it's something that has to be developed and it's not coming natural to people. And so that's why we talk so much about that. And then the fearless side of it, you know, you got to be willing to take some chances and you got to be willing to fall. And I was just thinking that this morning as I was driving here and I was looking at so many small businesses um, that Hayes has as I was driving. And I thought every single one of those was someone who said, you know, this could flop, this could fail, I could go bankrupt, this could be an embarrassment, people might see this in the paper, but they were willing to take a chance because they were fearless. And, and so I think that the next generation, if we don't work really hard at developing that in them, we won't see that ability to take chances and those things. And so that's why we talk about it so much. Even shooting a basket in a game, like I used to have to tell people like, don't shoot so much. Yeah. Now I got to tell people shoot the ball because there's more fear of missing than there is. So they'd rather just pass it up and not take that chance of, of missing a shot. Um, and, and it's just really a, a change in dynamics. That's interesting. I, I had not thought about that before. So it's amazing that, that you're able to recognize that in the players. So where does humility we've been talking a lot about fearlessness where does the humility fit into that as well i, I think sometimes we we uh so we talk about uh building our our understanding of value is based on on god's love for us in creation but i think that pride and humility have a huge impact on this and it really hit me a few years ago i went to confession and and you know I'm still fighting pride and those sort of things. And, and uh, the priest gave me the litany of humility, and I started reading that. And for a basketball coach, it's like, oh, my gosh, everything on there, like the fear of rebuke, the fear of this, you know, and take these away. And I started to understand that that's associated with pride versus humility. And if you're humble, you no longer fear those sort of things. And, and, and so for me, 
as we become more humble, we become more fearless. Mm -hmm. And we take away that false shelter that we put out there for everybody to you know, we don't worry about that. And in some places where, you know, I, I just jotted down a few notes here of just things where I've seen a change in the last 10 years, uh, again, with our young people, you know, running for Stuco used to be a big deal. And there'd be lots of people that apply elections to be. And now, you know, it's almost like, well, anybody is anybody willing to put themselves out there and try to do these things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I put down, you know, going out for a team, you know, tons of teams around the state of Kansas are, are low on numbers and, and struggling to get people out. And again, it's one of those deals like, well, I don't want to put myself out there. I'm, I'm afraid I may not be good. I may not, you know, all those sort of things where in the past, we used to have to cut a lot off of teams because everybody wanted to play. And then you just kept the ones that could. I put, you know, it's never been so hard, even in our school, to find people who will lecture at mass, people who will serve at mass, people who will sing at mass be, uh, because... There's a chance that I might stumble over a word. There's a chance that I may, you know, mess up or something and people might laugh. And so they just sit in the seats. When I first went to TMP, it was very easy to find people to lecture and to serve in those. And now it's very hard to find them. And I think, again, it's something we have to address as a culture. And we have to work with our young people to teach them to be fearless. But I think a lot of that is um, teaching authentic, true humility for them. And, and I think that uh, we can change this around, um, but we have to recognize that that's one of the things that's going on. And, and, you know, people blame it on the young people. Oh, it's apathy. Oh, they just don't care. No, they're, they're good kids that are struggling, and we need to give them the tools to help them to get through that struggle. And you can't just blame it on, oh, it's just that generation. Oh, they just don't have any apathy. No, no, they care as much as any generation has ever cared, and they want to be great as much as any generation has ever wanted to be great. It's just... They have a lot of things that are, are messy in their world. They don't have great home lives in some situations. Social media is there. And they know the second they mess up on a word, there's a good chance there's a cell phone around that recorded that. And there's a good chance that that went to all over everywhere. And there's a good chance that when you go to another town, you might even hear about that. And so they live in a different sort of world. We cannot blame the young people as being the problem. It's, it's we need to help them to get through that uh, with humility and, and teach them of those things. You know, and, and I think, too, you know, the, the social media, you know, plays such a, a role in, in just the comparing ourselves to others. And, you know, the only things that are usually posted on social media are the good things. You know, nobody says, you know, I've had a lousy day or I messed up here. Or, you know, it's, it's all the good things. So we're only comparing to the best of the best and not reality, right? And, yeah. and, and I think our young people are looking at that and saying, I can never measure up. Our young mothers, our young fathers, they're looking at that and they're saying, I can never measure up. I can never do that. And that's so wrong. We should not be in that situation. I, w- I was thinking that when you prayed the prayer for fathers today, because fatherhood, it takes a lot of fearlessness to to go into that uh you don't i mean i I can remember when our first was born and they're kind of like okay you guys can go home and and mandy and i look at each other like we don't know what to do there's no way we're going to be able to take care of this this child you know and uh you know i think a lot of people choose right now not to have children out of fear that they won't be a good father they won't be a good mother they will not be able to take care of them all those sort of things and and it's amazing how that fearlessness is affecting all the different areas in society but certainly i think young people thinking you know getting ready to have kids face that fearlessness too 
Where can young people, I, I already know one answer to this, where can young people go to find role models for living life courageously and not allowing fear to control them? I always try to direct our, our kids to the saints. So I'm a huge saints guy. I think most of us would yeah. be. Um, and, and I didn't start out that way, just like any other young guy. You know, I looked at, you know, Michael Jordan and Larry Bird as a kid, and I looked at, uh, you know, CEOs and different people coming up and, and those sort of things people. But I also, as I get older, understand that those aren't solid role models uh, for me. And so I started looking for, like, I actually need to find, you know, one of the things I put down, not all criticisms equal and not all guidance and leadership and advice is equal. And so I needed to find the right stuff. And so for me, it was the saints. And so I think we can't talk to our, our young kids enough about the saints. Here are people who walked in our shoes, who dealt with the exact same stuff we dealt with, that found a way to be successful in living out their faith. And, and the reality is, if we want to talk toughness, if we want to, you know, I love talking St. Sebastian with our kids because they respond to him as the patron of sports and those things. But then the reality is, here, here's a guy who wasn't afraid to speak the truth, got shot with arrows and was left for dead. He gets healed back up. And what does he do? He goes right back to telling the truth about what is wrong and is, is willing to die for his faith. You can't find any toughness in this world that equates that kind of courage and toughness. St. Joseph is an incredible model of that. Uh, again, you know, the shame that might have been associated with knowing that Mary was already pregnant, he knows what the truth is. He understands it. But if he allows the perceptions of the world to affect his decision and he doesn't have the courage and the strength to do what God asks him to do, then we have an entirely different story today and the ability to get up and take his family to Egypt when they needed to go to Egypt and the ability to teach Jesus, which teaching is not always easy, how to be a man and those sort of things. There are so many role models. And for our ladies, uh, again, Mary is just such a beautiful example of faith and, and motherhood. And, and it just those are those are where we need to direct them to is those are our role models. Let's let's show them their stories. And, and it never fails when I open those up to young people. They get excited. They see the value in those. It's just we don't do a very good job sometimes of, of promoting them. And part of that is our cynicism that, oh, the kids, they're going to think they're just old people. They won't blah, 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 blah. But the reality is, no, they're hungry for role models. They're hungry for advice. They want the right advice. And we have to be able to give that to our young people in that way. So where would they go to find out information about the saints? I, you know, I like to direct them to, uh, I think it's catholic.org. Yeah. And, and, you know, I just tell them to start with finding out what interests you. Yeah. What are your hobbies? What do you, what do you like? And then go find out who the patron saint of that is. Yeah. And then just continue down the road that direction. I like to do that. I think as parents, for young people, there are great books out there, Introduction to the Great Male Saints, Introduction to the Great Female Saints, and, and hand those to them and put them in their hands and, mm -hmm. and read them stories, you know, reading them stories through the Bible. It's amazing to me how many young people I work with that don't know the great stories in the Bible, Jonah, you know, Noah and the Ark. David, they don't, they don't know these stories. Yeah. And, and these are some great role models and some great people that they can show young people, you know. So quit reading our lame, you know, books that yeah. are out there and, <laughs> and open up the Bible and read them some great stories about some great heroes that uh, they can be role models for. But that's where I would start and then, uh, you know, let them work from there. We need to take a short break right now, but don't change that dial. We'll be right back with more about Be Not Afraid to Lead with Phil Mayer.
we're back on One Body Stewarding God's Creation. Be not afraid to lead. With the Director of Youth Ministry and Religious Education for the Diocese of Salina, as well as Campus Minister and Head Basketball Coach for Thomas More Prep Marion High School, Bill Mayer. Kelly Loper conducts the interview. So we are talking with Bill Mayer. There you go. Okay. As the Salina Diocese Youth Director, what programs will you keep and what new ones might you try to implement? Boy, that kind of sounds like a loaded question there. So um, love to hear that. I bet all of our listeners, too. The the, the great thing for uh, the position that I'm taking over is the person who was there before me did an unbelievable job. And, and you know, Sister Barbara Ellen, who, who passed away this summer, uh, I've never met someone who was more passionate about young people, who was more passionate about bringing young people to Christ, and and developed just incredibly great programs for that, uh, along with other people in our diocese who have contributed that as well. And so, you know, we have a lot of really, really great programs. We just got back from NCYC. Even with the COVID year and all the mess and the weird, weird stuff that happened at the end with that, um, we took 600 youth, 14 buses, and it was beautiful to watch. The kids were respectful. The hotel was was excited with how our kids behaved and acted and again if you take 600 high school kids somewhere you you know you might be thinking there might be some trouble but uh and then to watch them again 11 to 12,000 people in mass and the way they listen pay attention sing um in adoration uh confession is one of the most beautiful things there uh a room full of priests and you always hear stories of of kids who hadn't gone since confirmation or you know, and they're carrying all that stuff around, and they get a chance to to set it down. and And this year's message at NCYC was just such an amazing message. It was a message of the Holy Spirit, and uh, it was their Pentecost of of it's time for you to pick up this and go. And, and so it was just beautiful working with the apostles and and Mary and and those things. And so um, certainly NCYC is a big program that we do, and, and we'll continue to look as well as there's other places uh, because NCYC doesn't always work for them at the time. And so there's a Steubenville of the Rockies uh, and some other great programs out there that we're going to try to get our kids directed to. We have a CYO convention that is for high school kids that's coming up here in April. We've we've got some great. You know, a great lead speaker that's going to be there. We also have some local, some college kids that are going to come in and talk to our young people, some men that want to talk to our men and some young ladies that want to talk to our young ladies. And and we're going to talk to them about leadership at that and and help them to go back in their parishes and be leaders and to take that back because not everybody can be there. And so we have a convention. um, We have a junior CYO camp, which is awesome. Again, a great experience. Here's, Here's a mentorship thing. We bring in, you know, college students that are living their faith, that are on fire for their faith, and we put them around middle school students to give them a role model and an opportunity to say, hey, you know what? There are people who are living their faith that find this important. And so that's really kind of a a neat camp. And then um, we've got a prayer and action uh, program, which is really cool, which is a mission within your own diocese. And so they'll go to a community and they'll fix up the community. They'll paint, you know, houses for the elderly or the homebound and they'll, you know, clean up yards and do all those sort of things. But they also have a retreat. So every morning they start with mass, pray the rosary, spend time in adoration. and, And it's always one of the beautiful things. And so we also have totus to us as well and, and various other programs. So the program side is is good. We just need to continue to reach out to young people and to bring them and get those get them to come to those events. You know, religious ed, we can always be improving that. And, and we've got to give our local uh, DREs tools. 
Um, and we have to give our teachers in the classroom tools. And we have to give them good training so that they can give good catechesis to the kids. And, and uh, unfortunately, there's been a lack of catechesis in, in our church at different levels. And, and so um, through Catholic radio and things like that, we're seeing a re-catechizing of people. But, uh, um, and so that's what we're working on right now. We're working with a program to try to, to bring some of that. And, and hopefully that'll come out in January. And, and uh, so a lot of exciting things to work on. But uh, again, every single day we have to wake up with a mindset of like, how can we we go bring the young people of our diocese to Christ, and, and that's what we're working on every day. Next question that we have for you, as the Salina, oh, nope, as the youth director, you'll be helping youth leaders all across the diocese. What are some good qualities to being a good youth leader, and how, how will you help promote these qualities in other youth leaders? Um, that's a great question, and and part of it is again it comes back to fearlessness. There are so many good people in our parishes that could do a great job of teaching in our programs, that could do a great job of working with young people and CYOs and stuff, and and they have fear of working with young people, and they have fear of of maybe they don't know enough to do that. And so I think the first thing, first quality that that uh, you need to be a youth person is is to have fearlessness and and put yourself out there and let the Holy Spirit work through you. I think another big quality, I, I think everybody that's making a difference in the world that we have right now is is a positive person. I think you have to be positive and upbeat. I think the young people deal with a lot of negativity and they, they, they're not going to respond to someone who is negative. But they're looking for a positivity. And so um, at some level, you almost got to fake it till you get it when you're working with young people. Like uh, relentless positivity. Um, I put, you know, I think another thing that you have to be is forgiving because the young people who are learning are going to make mistakes yeah. and uh, and we're going to have to be ready to forgive them. And so I think someone who works really successful with young people say, hey, I know you're trying. I know you failed, but let's bounce right back up and let's try this again. Um, and again, that relentless positivity and that forgiveness. I think another big thing, I think servant leadership is huge. Yeah. I think that uh, right now the young people will know whether you're a taker or whether you're a server. And and there are plenty of people out there that are using young people for whatever purpose. And I will put coaching that same business. There's coaches out there that use players like, uh, you're pawns in my game, I don't really care about you. Uh, and there's coaches out there that are really trying to serve young men and say, hey, how can I you know make you better? How can I help you build a future? And, and so you have to be a servant leader. I'm, I'm reading a book right now, it's it's awesome. I actually sent it to our superintendent yesterday, said you gotta read this. Is It's called, uh, you know, leaders eat last and it's just full of all those same kind of concepts that uh, if if you want to be someone who's going to be successful working with young people you have to be someone who serves them every single day how can i serve this group and help them to get better i think you have to love the kids and i know this is is tough we we actually will use the love word on our basketball team because the difference between liking somebody and loving them means you'll you'll sacrifice for them, mm-hmm. and and in a team concept you have to be able to sacrifice for others, yeah. and the kids need a, a message of no matter what you do we love you but they actually need to hear the word you are loved and I love you and so uh, the people who are very successful working with the young people are the ones that say hey I love you guys uh, I care about your future I want you to be special I want you to spend eternity with God in heaven and so um, they have to be people who are loving and I always think back to like the nuns when I was a kid and, and every single one of them like they were firm they were tough but they were very quick to tell you hey no matter what you do I love you yeah. um, and I think we have to use that word um, with, with our young people um, and then I think 
a, a successful person who works with young people has to have a lot of tools because one style, and, and that's, that's the hard part of teaching religion is we all learn it in so many different ways. And so for some of us, sitting down and reading the catechism is a great way for us to learn the faith. For some of us, going out and serving others is how we begin to learn that. For some, it's, it's through the Bible and scriptures. Um, for some, it's through you know, listening. For some, it's through reading. For some, it's, it's every you know, a, a group is going to have a lot of diverse learning styles within the faith. And so you got to have a lot of tools to be able to go to to be able to reach them all. And so I, I think that's what makes – I think the biggest part is having the fearlessness to step out and say, yeah, you know what? I want to make a difference in the lives of young people, and I'm ready to jump into the fight with, with them. Yeah. And then, two, I'm here to serve them. I love them. I care about them. And I'm going to be relentlessly positive with them. They can't wear me out. I'm going to be relentlessly positive. I love that. And, you know, I, I would add in there authenticity Absolutely. because they can they they know if you're just putting on a show yeah. and you really don't care. You know, if you're just saying it and not walking it, they know it. They, you know, those youth, they pick up on it like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what are some of the challenges that youth leaders encounter and how would you recommend, you know, maybe there's somebody out there that is a youth leader that's listening. How would you recommend to them to overcome some of the challenges? I, I think you actually just hit it. Uh, I, the challenges that you will encounter and working with young people, like they will eat your soul sometimes. <laughs> and then that's the best way to describe it is sometimes you walk into a room and they will look at you like there is no way that you are going to teach us. There is no way we're going to care. And, and you already walk into a room in that situation. Here's, here's my biggest recommendation on that is you better have a good prayer life. Mm -hmm. Because first of all, you can't give what you don't have. And if you don't have you know, the, the Holy Spirit interacting with you in your life through prayer, then you will not, first of all, the fruits, your apostolic works will not be fruitful if you don't have a good prayer life. And, and second of all, you will burn out and you will struggle if you can't go back to the well uh, of the Holy Spirit to give you that strength and that courage. And so, you know, one of the biggest things, you know, and we, we don't do this enough for our young people. Again, I think it used to be a tradition that was done a lot more is, is we don't pray enough for our kids and we don't pray enough for the people in our classrooms, the people in our, our programs. And, and so when we can't get to kids, we can always turn to prayer and we can always entrust them to Mary through the rosary. We can always do those sort of things. And so I, I, I think those are my, my biggest recommendations when you're struggling or when you face challenges as a youth leader. Uh, one, make sure your prayer life is good because you can't go to war without having prepared yourself. And two, there are going to be times when the Holy Spirit is going to be the only one that can soften those young people's hearts. And and so recognize that, hey, it's not just me. I'm just the vessel the Holy Spirit is working through. But I'm going to go back and I'm going to pray for this young person and and we're going to let the Holy Spirit work on them. And and I work with a lot of teachers that struggle. Like, man, I got this kid in my class. He's driving me crazy. I can't seem to get anywhere with him. And my recommendation is always pray for them because here's here's something else too like you can't dislike someone that you're praying for and so when you're praying for them and you're asking god hey god please bless this person give them good things you know let them know that they're loved it, it changes your heart too yeah. and, and so it's a win-win your heart is softened towards other people yeah. and the holy spirit is going to use those graces to soften the hearts of the people that you're praying for and so i think those are my biggest recommendations when there's challenges which there will be in, in youth ministry you know and, and i think you know that the the hardness that we see is you know goes back to where we started at in your conversation where you know our kids are are being taught fear you know yeah. they are they're just fearless and they don't want to step out on their own and that develops into this hardness that we see and this not wanting to, to let us in. Yeah. And, and then again, it's a purposeful teaching of fear because fear controls. Yeah. And, and so our culture, 
you could go put a myriad, and I'm not going to get political here, but there's a, a myriad of people who are trying to get a mass of people controlled. Yeah. And it's our choice whether we're going to operate within that fear or it's our choice whether we're going to break free and be fearless. Yeah. But being fearless always gives you an opportunity to go create things and to, to do things that are special. And, and so that's what we need to help our young people understand. Yeah. All right. So the basketball season is beginning. So what's your vision this year for the Monarchs? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So kind of a loaded question today. But, uh, you know, here, here's the deal. Fearless. That's what I want them to be tonight. Yeah. I want them to be that this whole tournament. You know, this we're playing in a really tough tournament tonight. Um, we're going to play in some really, really great teams. And I want them just to play fearless and, yeah. and to understand that no matter what happens – we're going to find a way to be successful. We're going to stay together, those sort of things. You know, our, our goal is never a certain level. It's never a certain number of wins. It's never reached to a certain place. It's always just to be the best team that we can possibly be. But then we also are trying to grow spiritually, grow uh, in our character, trying to grow in those sort of things. And so that's what we're looking with. And, and the biggest thing for us is just stay together as a group. Learn how to, because there are a lot of people, and I, I tell them this, you know, there are going to be a lot of people who will not step out and do what they're going to do tonight because there's a chance that you might fail. Yeah. And so I want them to have the courage and to continue to do that in their lives and to take chances where people struggle to do that. And I want them to learn that as they go. And so I want them to have fun, too. Uh, that's, that's why we do it. And, and unfortunately, we've, you know, the big people have taken all the fun away from the young people because it's all about wins and losses and success, all that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, Kids play sports because it's fun, and so we want them to have fun. And so that's kind of our, our outlook uh, is you know be the best team that we can possibly be by the end of the season, stay together as a family, and then uh, have as much fun as we can. Love it. Ah, oh, so good. I, I guess my last uh, thing I'd ask is, is if nothing else, I'd, I'd ask that you every day offer up um, we have an AD, he calls it the hat trick, uh, our father, a Hail Mary and a Glory Be, mm -hmm. just for the youth of our diocese. And I think if, if we could get our entire listening group out there every single day to offer up an Our Father, a Hail Mary and a Glory Be for our young people, uh, you would be amazed the difference that that could make. And so mm -hmm. they are going through difficult times. Culture is a mess for them and they need our prayers. And so that would be my plea is, is to ask for that. So Yeah, excellent. So thank you, thank you, thank you to Bill Mayer who has shared so so completely and is sharing in his life as well. Oh my gosh, he's so busy with all of the, the balls that he has going on there. And, you know, sitting on this side of the table, I see just good things coming from you. And I so thank that. you for, for all that you're doing to evangelize. Thank you. Appreciate you probably that. don't hear that enough. Thank, <laughs> thank you. you. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I say that very sincerely, very authentically. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's One Body, Stewarding God's Creation Show. And thanks to all of you who support this radio network. To learn more about Divine Mercy Radio's evangelization mission, visit dvmercy.com and also download the free phone app. You're listening to Divine Mercy Radio 105.7 KMDG Hayes, 101.7 KJDM Lindsborg Salina, 88.1 KRTT Great Bend, and 88.1 KVDM Hayes. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Shooting God's creation.